Amen. So again, we're going to be focusing today on Galatians chapter 3, how we should live by faith. That's the topic for today, live by faith. And we know that it's because of faith why we are here today. We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. We come this far by faith, leaning on the Faith is such a powerful thing. Um, And, you know, we are here um, looking at the power of faith, living by faith. Um, We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Um, I'm going to be reading Uh, from this particular article as I was looking into uh, this topic. um, I ran across this article by Christy Wimber. Um, It's called The Power of Faith. Um, And I'm going to read an excerpt from it, and I hope it will be a blessing to you um, because I think it's important for us to exercise our faith in this time, during this time. Um, And it says, how important is faith? How important is faith? It takes faith to even believe in Christ. It takes faith to believe that what God says is always right and true. And it takes faith to trust and walk in that each and every single day. However, if your faith doesn't continue to grow in your relationship with Christ, you won't have the faith to see 
God's kingdom come not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. Whatever faith you have inside of you will determine the outcome of the faith level you'll have for God at work around you. If you don't have faith for God to move, there's a good chance you won't be looking for anything to take place. Do you realize that the message of your life, what you spend your time, money, and energy on, will scream how much faith or belief you have put in Christ? When we read all through the Gospels, we see how Jesus loved and always responded to anyone that had faith. He loved it. He loved it when those placed their full trust in him. Also, what's so amazing is that Jesus said you don't even need a lot of faith. Jesus, in fact, said that just a little amount can move mountains. In other words, just a little faith can do amazing things in your life and in the lives of those around you. Jesus said our faith could be compared to a mustard seed. What's interesting is that a mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, but it also is a seed. A seed is worth more when it continues to grow. You water and feed the seed of your faith by giving it nourishment. We get nourishment by reading God's word, worshiping, praying. All those things feed the seed of faith in your life. Finally, Hebrews 4 verse 16 speaks that we should have confidence, which actually means faith, to approach God's throne of grace. Saying you believe is one thing. Walking that out day in, and day out is another. Now, may I add that Hebrews 11, verse 16 in the New Living Translation says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Galatians 3, verse 11, which is our main scripture for today, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And I'm here to tell you, we must live by faith. There are times when it's going to be difficult. There are times when we are going to be challenged. But senior pastor, Christians are called to live by faith. In Christ. What Amen. do you have to say about that? Amen. And it's good to come to you this morning. Greetings to everybody. And to come to you and talk about this topic. We live by faith. And faith is um, one of the pillars of the Christian race. Faith in Jesus Christ. Even when we don't see him eye to eye. By faith, we can feel him and see him. As outlined in Hebrews chapter 11, we are surrounded by many clouds of witnesses. And in our study outline today, 
all. Um, defines this in three major sections. Verse 1 to 9, we receive the Spirit by faith. Um, verses 10 to 14, that we must reject reliance on the law. And verses 15 to 22, telling us how we receive God's promise by faith. And what was happening here in, in Galatians chapter 1 to 2, Paul had to expose the false teachers who were in Galatia and also defend his position as a minister and as an apostle. And as Pastor O said the other day, he was not in the original 12, but he got it by faith in Jesus Christ. He starts in chapter 3 is to expose the fallacies of their heresy. And um, he also discussed the manner in which the Galatian believers have been deceived into believing the false doctrine. Um, the greater task is to undo the effects heresy had on the lives of believers. But you see what is happening here, saints, is that false teaching can destroy families. False teachers can ruin lives and split churches. I've seen it in my lifetime. It can lead people believing they must work their way to heaven or that they do not have enough faith to please God. And it's true, we are told that without faith it's impossible to please God. But as Pastor Ho just said a while ago, if you have faith and it's even like a grain of mustard seed, you can use that in a powerful way. So here he was um, exposing the wrong that they were doing. And he started out in verse 1 by saying, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that he should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Now the word foolish means, it comes from the Greek word, which means without wisdom or thinking. And they were believing the false teachers because they didn't have enough wisdom and they were not thinking straight. They had acted without considering the result of their action. In other words, they acted without wisdom or spiritual discernment. We see what fake news can do in our time, you know. And he says, what warned you, you foolish Galatian, what bewitch you, he called it. And bewitch means that they were under a spell. They were acting unreasonable. They had allowed themselves to be mesmerized by these influential teachers. And we are told to try the spirit, you know. When people come, if it doesn't match up with the word, then we have a problem. So they became disobedient to God. Um, and this is con conveyed in the phrase that he should not obey the truth. What bewitch you that you should not obey the truth? Now, there was no excuse. They had failed 
to preserve the truth of the gospel in their lives. And it was given to them by, by Paul. And um, we are warned today as Christians that we must guard against the charisma of false teachers because nothing, and I repeat, nothing will relieve us from our responsibility to remain obedient to God. If Pastor O, if Pastor Ron come to you with false teaching, you must check it out, right? Don't believe it. Refuse it and stand up and say, this is what does say the word of God. That's why it's important to do your Bible study. It's important to know the scripture so that you can obey God in all things. Um, then in verse, verse 2, and we are talking about faith in Jesus Christ versus the law and the flesh. And um, Paul here identified the basic problem of the Galatians. What had happened? They had moved from a life committed to faith. And we see that in our time. People disdain, they move away from what they believe in, they moved away from what they got saved in, and um, preachers now and churches, they are doing things as it, as, as it pertains to them, and um, not what does say the word of the Lord. We must live by the word, faith in Jesus Christ. They had moved away from a life committed to faith, and the Spirit and they move to a life of bondage to the law and the works of the flesh. And, you know, we could, we could that's a whole other sermon for another time, the works of the flesh are manifested. And, um, you know, if you read in Galatians, it will tell you about that. But in dealing with this problem, we ask them a series of questions which was to open up their mind, to probe the nature of their current walk with God. Um, my old overseer said that, Salvation is not feeling, but you could get up today and wonder if you are saved. The devil will bring that to you. You might go to church and see everybody else around you dancing, and you're not dancing, and you wonder what happened to you, why you're not dancing. No, it's not, you're not abnormal. You're normal. You move when the Spirit tells you to move. And it, it, it's, I'm not saying that we should go to church and just sit down quietly and don't clap when it's time to clap, and don't sing when it's time to, to sing. It's a corporate thing. When you're in your house, you do it quietly. When you come to church, it's an open thing. We clap and we sing and we rejoice, but we do it as the Spirit moves upon us. And he said to them, Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by hearing with faith? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. What they were doing, they were endeavoring to find favor with God based on their ability, their ability to keep the commandment, you know. And um, he said it's not so. It's your faith in Jesus Christ. Because what happened here is that faith opened the door of their heart to receive God's salvation. It's by faith that we receive him and apply it to their everyday life. And what happened in Galatia here is that the Christian had risked much and suffered much by becoming followers of Christ. But they were dropping back into trying to be righteous by keeping the law. 
right? They had suffered for no reason. They had even witnessed miracles, which were a product of faith and not the law. But here, they were going back into their whole habit, the habit that they came from. And Lot's wife was guilty of that. She looked back and she became a pillar of salt, you know? So we must um, exercise faith in Jesus Christ when we pray. Wait for the result by faith. And um, Paul here used Abraham as an example um, that he was accounted to him for righteousness. But Abraham was called to leave his country, leave his family, some of his family members, the people that he was acquainted with, to go into a land that he didn't know. And um, he waited a long time. Many things happened along the way. Um, but at the age of about 100, 100, 120, somewhere thereabouts, Sarah being about 99 years old, that the promise of a son was given unto him. And we are descendants of Abraham. We sing Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. And um, Abraham, through faith, received the promise at the later date. Charles Spurgeon said, Faith and works are bound up in the same bundle. He that obey God, trust God. And he that trusts God, obeys God. He that without faith is without works. And he that is without works is without faith. Um, he rejected the reliance of the law, all right? Um, purpose here was the problem of the law demands for perfection. For anyone to live by the law, he or she had to live it perfectly. And we know that they cannot do that. Um, Jesus himself exposed that when he said to them, if you have a camel and it falls into a pit, and because it's the Sabbath day, what would you do? Would you allow that animal to suffer? Or would you go, um, you know, rescue him? The law said that you shouldn't. But Jesus Christ came and he took the law. And um, no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. We, the just, says Paul, shall live by faith. So justification comes by faith in Jesus Christ. And the law is not a faith, but the man that dwelt them shall live in them. Again, the just shall live by faith. And he went on to um, exhort them that um, we have redemption from the curse, the curse of the law. Jesus Christ purchased that redemption and with our redemption out of the bondage of sin. He removed from us the curse of God's judgment, and he bore our punishment by taking it on himself on the cross. Christ was able to redeem us by being made a curse for us on the cross. So we live by faith in Jesus Christ. Um, Abraham accepted it by faith, and he remained faithful to God. And my 
exhortation to you today is that we remain faithful to God. Whatever you're going through, my children, whatever situation face you at this time, we must remain faithful to God. Job is another example of being faithful to God. He lost everything, family and everything. But true faith in God, his, his friends turned against him. And you might have that. You might experience that. People turning against you for no reason or the other. People turning against you because you testify of your love for Jesus Christ. Um, and there are several things here God promised. He promised him guidance, divine action, blessings upon those who favor him, divine favor for those who bless him, a curse on those who cursed him, and that number five of the nation would receive divine blessings through him. And we are a product of that because we are sons and daughters of Abraham. Um, Ari Ironside said, Faith rests on the naked word of God. That word, believed, gives full assurance. And I don't know what assurance you have today, but I have that assurance that Jesus loves me. And verse 20 says, um, Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Just like if you're going to court and you need a lawyer, Jesus Christ became our lawyer, took it before God, the judge, and plead for us. Plead your case before God that we'll be given another chance. Now, um, the law, the purpose of the law was to identify transgressions for what they were. These were the elements in the law to handle human guilt but they were only shadows of the complete work to be done in Christ. The law was just the schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. And in my time, we used to call them headmaster. They never used to do any teaching more than so. Um, but they brought us to school. My headmaster used to drive and um, watch those who were coming late he brought us to school on time, but the teacher had to teach, and the Holy Ghost is our teacher in this time. We live by faith in Jesus Christ. Don't allow anybody to take away your faith in God. We can be thankful to God for his grace. And um, today, those who are listening, he's extending a hand to us is knocking at your heart's door. Won't you just open and let him in? If you're not saved, you need to let him in. Believe him by faith this morning. Um, before we were saved, faith in Christ delivered us. We were imprisoned by sin, beaten down by past mistakes, choked by desires that we knew were wrong. God knew we were, we were in sin's prison, our prisoners of sin, but he provided a way of escape. Faith in Jesus Christ 
Without Christ, everyone is held in sin's grasp. And only those who place their faith in Christ ever get out of it. Look to Christ. He's reaching out to you. Reach out to Jesus. He is reaching out to you. May we all be saved. May we all have that experience of meeting Christ in the clouds of heaven. Yes, we are going through a lot of things in this life. But if only in this life we have trouble, we would be men most miserable. May your faith be strengthened in Christ. And may you exercise it to receive what you want from Christ. God bless you today, Pastor. Back to you for the closing. Amen. Thank you, Senior Pastor. And, you know, God is looking for people who will trust him completely. And I want to look at that word completely because there are some of us that trust him, but not completely. And I encourage and admonish each and every one of you that are listening, trust him completely. You may have a level of trust with your friends or your spouse, maybe your coworkers or, you know, some immediate family member, I don't know. But my encouragement to you is to trust him completely. There's no greater trust than you can have than trusting in the Lord. Um, He's going to be there through thick and thin. He's going to be there when nobody else is there. Um, We often talk about the midnight hour experience. When you feel lonely, when you're in despair, when there's nobody there that you can talk to, you can always talk to him. You know, that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we always go back to that. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Living by faith embodies a daily personal time of Bible reading and prayer. And I hope you have been paying attention to the Bible Uh, scriptures that we have been sending daily. You have to engage with God on a daily basis, praying and reading his word so that you can find comfort and so that you can find direction. And I'm going to pray for you and pray with you at this time that your faith not waver. Um, I've heard of so many people coming to God at this time, and it's wonderful, but when everything settles, when the dust clears, and we kind of get back to whatever our normal is going to be, uh, we cannot forget these times when God was with us, when God was protecting us, when God was there for us. We can't not, you know, in the time of normalcy, in the time of, of, um, of blessing, so to speak, we can't then forsake him and forget him and reject him. You know, the God of the mountain is still the God that we serve in the valley. Um, When things go wrong, he'll make it right. And so we have to have that confidence, that assurance, that faith that he will do what he said he will do in his word. 
So I'm going to pray with you, pray for you at this time. And then after the recorded session, I'm going to open it up for any further um, requests. Um, But at this time, I'm going to pray with you um, and pray for you. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. Uh, We know that times are hard uh, for some and that things are difficult for others. But we thank you for this opportunity that we can come to you by faith. We have never seen you physically. Uh, we, were, we, we were not there when Jesus walked the earth as a man. We were not there with the disciples. But God, by faith, we believe that you are God and that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. By faith, we believe this. We've also, in our personal lives, we have seen miracles. We have seen you provide. We have seen you make ways out of no ways. We have seen you do for others. And God, we are asking you just to do for us. Whatever we ask, God, we ask that you will honor your word regarding our situation, regarding our circumstances. God, we ask for wisdom. We ask for knowledge. We ask for understanding. But most of all, we ask for your grace, that your grace will be extended to us in these times. God, we need you more than ever before. We need you more than ever before. We cannot think without you. We cannot move without you. We cannot speak without you. We need direction. We need purpose. And we ask that you strengthen our faith. Help us, O God, to be a vessel of honor. Help us, O God, that as we seek you more and more each day, that you will smile on us, that you will grant unto us that which we ask. But God, we also know that it's in accordance to your will and your purpose for our lives. So nevertheless, as Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, nevertheless, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And we are going to praise you regardless of how we feel or what we believe. Dear God, should happen in our lives in the lives of others, in the world around us. God, we are staking our claims in the fact that you are God, the same God that delivered Daniel, the same God that delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the very same God that through Jesus Christ spoke to the storm and said, peace be still. God, we trust that you can do the very same things in our lives. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.